Hey docs, welcome to the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sharon McLaughlin. We are the premium location where women physicians come and learn about building profitable businesses so that we can have the freedom to live our best life. We have this podcast, and we have a supportive community of over 9,000 women physicians. We do summits. We have a conference coming up in New York on May 20th. If you're in the New York metro area, come just for the day. If you're in from out of town, there's a hotel on premises and we'll be meeting Friday night to do some masterminding and adjourning on Sunday morning. So come and join us. You can find out more on our website at fpestrong.com. I look forward to seeing you guys in person. Now, if you like this podcast, do me a favor, give it a great review and make sure you share it with another doc who can benefit from it. All right, let's get started. Hey, everybody. Today we have Dr. Lindsay Harper with us. She is the creator of Rosie. I am thankful to have her here. She is an amazing thought leader doing so much with her app, with Rosie, which we're going to hear about. Lindsay, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and sharing with the members of the Female Physician Entrepreneurs Group about your journey. You were, or you are practicing OBGYN. You're in Texas. And I understand like you were seeing sexual health issues, but how do you get the idea of, I'm going to change this. I'm going to be a thought leader in this space. How did this all come about? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I mean, I love being a part of the community. I've been excited to have a chat with you today. So thanks for having me. Um, You know, it was kind of an evolution of realizations, I think, and um, and and being open to to ideas. So I think if I were to like think to the very first steps of this, it's pro- my husband is an entrepreneur and was sort of born that way. I don't think necessarily of myself as a born entrepreneur. I think of myself as like a, you know, someone who was kind of open to these ideas. And that's how this all started. But he was just he, you know, hit the ground running from the time he was he was young. And I always wanted to be a physician. And so he would say to me, you know, things like, hey, Lindsay, there are problems out there that you are uniquely positioned to solve. Like, look for those. What are those things that are coming into your life on a regular basis that you think you have special insight about? And I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea. And so that, you know, he kind of like tapped into the brain and kind of opened opened up this, this thought process that maybe isn't as traditional as I was used to kind of, you know, thinking about things. And um We've been, our, we're, this is our 15th year of marriage this year. So we've been together since we were young. And so as I was going along in practice, you know, there were things like that. And I would come to him with, be like, huh, what about this? What about this? What about this? And we kind of break it down. But um, whenever I was in my eighth year of private practice, you know, what one thing that I, that kept happening that, like you said, is that patients kept just coming in hey, you know, I have low desire or, hey, I'm having trouble with my orgasm or, hey. And this was after we had had several babies together, you know, built up a, 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 you know, bank account of trust. And they were just coming to me as, you know, like, hey, I think that you seem like the person who could, should help me solve this. I wasn't even doing a good job of asking them about their sexual health problems because like many other OBGYNs, I had not been trained in these areas. I spent two weeks in an erectile dysfunction clinic as a third-year medical student, but I had, had, I had had zero training in women's sexual health. And whenever even I say women's sexual health, people think I'm talking about STIs or, you know, reproductive health. I'm really talking about sexual function, just like we talk about sexual function for men. And 
So when I started to kind of put all this together, I'm like, wait, why are so many of my patients having problems? And why do I literally have nothing to tell them? So I remember the day I asked my partners, I'm like, what do y'all do? And they really didn't have any. I love them. They're amazing doctors. They didn't really have any great answers. And then I posted in a Facebook group of OBGYNs. I'm like, what are all of y'all doing for low desire? And I mean, it was like a thunderstorm of frustration, of uh, just, you know, despair. Like everyone was encountering people with these problems and no one had good answers. And so then I became really interested. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Why am I seeing all of these startups for men's sexual health, all of this funding for men's sexual health? And then there's no, you know, really like uh, comparable on the women's sexual health side. So another Facebook group, I'm like, where do I go to learn about sexual health? Because I didn't even know where to start. I joined ISWISH, which is the International Society for the Women for Women's Sexual Health. I learned that 43% of women had a sexual health problem. So almost half of us, and yet no one is doing anything about it. So I'm like, wow, could there be a bigger market opportunity? Could there be a more like urgent, pressing, deep need for for solutions um, as like human beings? And, you know, could, am I potentially the person to try to, you know, work on this? Um, and all of those, you know, answers were confirmatory to me. And uh, so I just kind of decided to try to, you know, figure it out. And with the support of my husband, with the support really of my partners, of my patients, of my friends, of my parents, like I have, I cannot tell you how much support that I have always had and still have to this day. I'm so thankful for it. And, you know, we've tried to, tried to put a little something together. Lindsay, tell us more about Rosie for the people that are listening. They're like, what's Rosie? I didn't even know it existed. Yeah. So Rosie is a platform to support women with sexual health questions, concerns. Um, and as I was learning more and more about this, I was literally reading, you know how you get in the creation phase, you're like voracious for everything you can find and read. And um, it was it was like I was studying for oral boards all over again, except it was something that I was really excited about. And um, so I was reading one of Lori Mintz, who's a sex therapist. I was reading her book called A Tired Woman's Guide to Passionate Sex. And I was like, man, this is so awesome. Like, I love this lady. And wouldn't this be cool if I if we could start to, uh, in the first pitch deck, there's a slide that I think like uh, summarizes the idea the best. And it's a woman in like a little boat, like a little canoe on a rocky ocean. And she's trying to navigate her way to resources for sexual health. And over here, there's like, Lori's book and over here there's an FDA approved medicine and over here maybe there's a sex therapist and basically the idea is that she's navigating these rocky seas all by herself and that's too much responsibility to put on a patient who doesn't understand anything you know so we as their physicians have the responsibility to try to help guide them in their care as we do with every other medical problem and so Rosie is is the you know, if you will, Pangea of of these resources. So really meant to combine, hey, these are the medical things that really could be going on with your health. You know, maybe your diabetes has caused vascular disease that's affecting your orgasm. Nobody talks about that. Maybe the hormone, you know, receptor blockers that you're on for your breast cancer treatment are ruining your life and your sex life. Let's talk about that. And so we combine the medical aspect, the mental health aspect, the behavioral health aspect, the relationship aspect to really create a holistic and 360 degree sort of support system for women with sexual health problems. And the mission is 
to erase sexual shame and isolation for the 43% of women who are experiencing these things because we don't talk about it as physicians. We don't talk about it. We're really not even allowed to talk about it as a society. What happens is that women feel like they're the only ones struggling and that, you know, if, if there were a solution or if they weren't so broken, that surely their doctor would bring it up to them or surely they would, you know, see a commercial about it. But because we don't have any of those resources, women think, oh, it's just me. My relationship is doomed. Increased risks of anxiety and depression and obviously relationship fallout from that. So, you know, it's really meant to connect women to those resources, kind of be the glue for that ecosystem and really reassure women that they're not alone in this struggle. Lindsay, because this is an entrepreneur show, we have to cover this. How do you, you had a very supportive husband, which I think, honestly, like we've talked about this plenty in the group. Not everyone has a supportive partner. When I think, yeah, they can still do it, but the road will be longer. That's my own personal opinion, you know, especially me going through this with Absolutely. Husband. I don't know that I would have been able to do it, to be honest with you. No, like, I, no, I feel you could so have. thankful okay. for that. <laughs> so where do you take the idea? Like, you have the idea, okay, I want to do this. Maybe it's going to look like an app. Where, like, for the people that want to get started with something like this, they have this idea. Startup, like, I know that there's launch pads, there's a small business association. Tell us those first. I don't yeah. want you to go into the specifics because I know that this is all trade secrets, and I always consider this the secret sauce. But for someone listening out there, where what resources would you suggest that are kind of general information to get started? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I think this is the hardest part, honestly, is that get started phase because it's like, you know, it's like you're in your first day of residency, but you didn't, you know, you don't really get a spot. You have to kind of, you feel like you kind of have to earn it. And um, there's a whole new language to speak. There's, you know, the investment language, there's the engineering language, there's, you know, this newfound sort of skill set uh, of being a founder, which involves a lot of pitching and public speaking. And, you know, there's a lot to kind of take in. But I think the point is, is to just take it one step at a time. Right. And so for me, those first few steps were, OK, what what are we talking about here? And I really felt like Rosie needed to be an app because I wanted women to be able to access it really at any time in any setting without worried, without any worry about privacy or um, like embarrassment, right? So you could be on Instagram or Facebook or it could be on Rosie. Like no one needs to know what you're up to. It's not like a laptop where your screen is exposed. Um, and I also felt like it needed to be sort of a digital platform in order to bring all of the resources in many, in many media forms, both video, audio, written, like kind of all together in one place. So I didn't feel like a book was the right answer. I felt like an app was the better answer over a website. Um, so that's sort of how that got started. And then when it's like, okay, what are the next tactical steps? I did have, you know, some some incredible mentors. As I've already mentioned, my husband, his business partner is still on my board today. His The wife of his business partner is an entrepreneur. So we have a lot of entrepreneurs like in our personal lives. And that's been so incredibly helpful. But I think you know, that's the value of the ecosystem that you're creating as well. So if someone doesn't have that, you know, like four founders, CEO founders on their, you know, in their like that they talk to regularly, that's what they have, you know, in groups like like ours. And um, and so those first steps are like, OK, how do we get started? Like, what does this look like? And for me, it was to sort of create this MVP product, right? Minimum viable product. And that's to say, okay, what are the core components that you think must exist on this platform? And how do we get the get from nothing to that 
with a limited amount of resources so that you can show people, both creators and investors and and users, really, what you're talking about. Like, how do you bring this idea to life in a really sort of, uh, you know, low, low touch way so that you can see if there's something here. And so we partnered with a development firm um, for equity, and which I think is something that we could potentially talk more about, um, because I think that there's a big and important difference in partnering with engineers for equity and partnering with engineers for uh, like a, as a project basis, like a fee for service, because I think many t- I wouldn't have known. And I don't think many people would know unless they had a technical meaning engineering background. What what are we even talking about? Like, it's really hard to scope a, a development project, something that involves engineering when you have no engineering background for money. Right. And so what I think sometimes happens is you're chasing money with more money. You get to a certain point. It doesn't do what you want it to do. So then it's more money and it's more money and it's more money and it's more money. And maybe it's no one's fault because you don't know the language. You don't actually know the process. They don't know what you're talking about when you started. But if you partner maybe for equity, then that can put everyone's eyes on the same prize. Like we're trying to get to a you know product that people love and that works and maybe we can align incentives on that but that requires a certain amount of ability to sell your story right to say hey this is a giant problem that has been completely unmet and here's how we're going to try to approach it don't you think this is awesome and if so don't you want to work on it for free because you think your work will be worth something in the future so it's not necessarily the easiest sell um, or the easiest way to go about it. But I think it is the most um, like thoughtful and and it has the best outcome because then you want the best outcome. And so do you, so does the development team. That's what we did. So we got to market. I started raising once we had a product live. Um, and then I was able to raise our first funding round, make our first hires, things like that. So that was in 2019. And we closed that round in 2020. Lindsay, for someone raising money, where's the first place they should look? I mean, like if you have anyone in your network, that's the first place you should look. You should call your parents. You should call your in-laws. You should call your friends from medical school. You should call like your parent. We have investors who are parents at the school that our kids attend. So it's literally like, you know, people say friends and family, and that's for a good reason. Like those are the people that know you personally. They know your work ethic. They know your drive. They know they see your vision and they're the easiest people to, you know, sell to. Right. And that way you can kind of get your feet wet. You can practice your pitch and all always, whether they say yes or they say no, anybody I pitch, I'm always asking for feedback because there's something that I missed, something that I think I communicated that I didn't effectively communicate um, or, you know, a graphic that was unclear or an idea that I thought was you know, massaged fully and wasn't. And so along the way, it always changes. You're not ever done with your pitch. You're not ever done with your deck because from from day one, when you start raising to however long it takes to raise that round, it's going to change every single time. And every single time you raise, you know, that story changes and evolves and becomes bigger and more exciting. And so um, it's, I think, you know, you've got to start with whomever is around and close to you because that shows people who are outside of that network that, yes, in fact, people vouch for Lindsay. People are are there to to say that she's going to do what she says she's going to do because I'm a stranger to the rest of the world, you know? And so it really does start with that immediate network. 
Indeed, this is priceless. So thank you so much for oh, sharing <laughs> everything. What are the next plans for Rosie, if you're able to share them? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been four years since we launched, which is absolutely crazy. I'm raising our third round of funding right now. Speaking of fundraising, um, and as a founder, you know, you kind of do feel like you're always raising. And I think you can't underestimate how much time it takes, how much energy it takes. Like we have a whole business to run. And also you're raising and it feels like you have two jobs, right? So that's, that is a bit of a challenge always. And it's always balancing when to raise, how much to raise, what are we going to do, blah, blah, blah. Um, for us, you know, we've really been uh, excited to move into some B2B partnerships. And that's really kind of the next phase for us. So we are a direct-to-consumer company. We charge a subscription fee. Um, and the reasons for that have been because we know that insurance doesn't give a flip about women's sexual health. They're not covering pharma. They're not covering visits. So why in the world would they cover a digital health platform? Um, but we do know that when a platform has, you know, physician support. So we have more than 8% of OBGYNs in the country recommending Rosie to their patients. We have, you know, Cedar sinai last year said that Rosie was the only platform that they would recommend to their patients with sexual health problems. Um, and we've been able to prove at, uh, you know, in um, an abstract published in the Journal of Sex Medicine that use, women who use Rosie experience statistically significant improvement in all aspects of sexual health. And so we could have a whole other conversation about that. But I think as a physician founder, we have a unique lens, right? Because there's a lot of digital health founders. There's a lot of healthcare founders in general. Some are, some are you know, uh, clinicians and some are not. I think those of us who are have a an amazing lens to approach it in the way that we know that medicine would need to accept what a platform or an intervention or a device or whatever we're doing, right? We know what the criteria are. We know the automatic um, sort of arguments, if you will, of, of a physician community and how to overcome those. And so from the day we launched Rosie, we had we built in standardized clinical questionnaires so that we could then go immediately within the first few months and present data at conferences, you know, and that way we could we could show, hey, we're not here. We're not a flash in the pan company. We're here to truly make a difference. And we know how to demonstrate that to the physician community. And so I think that that's such a unique thing because I talk to founders all day in women's health, most of whom are not physicians, the vast majority, 90 percent are not. And they're always wondering, like, how do you get the healthcare provider support that you have? It's because that's how we think. Like, we already know what that is. And so I think, you know, sometimes when we go into this, we might think that that's a disadvantage, but actually it's a wonderful advantage. And I've had so many investors from the very beginning. I didn't think I was going to have really any front role in this. I thought I was just going to, like, build the product and da-da-da. And people were like, you know, you're going to have to be the face of this company, right? And I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> That was that was intimidating to me. And also, I was not uncomfortable talking to my patients about sex, but I also wasn't like sexual health, like everybody needs it. You know, it wasn't like that's not, you know, so that was a big realization and transition for me. But it's been something that I've loved and I'm so thankful for it because I didn't know that I loved, you know, public speaking. I didn't know that I loved fundraising. I didn't know any of this stuff about myself before I started. Um, but what it's led to is the opportunity for us to make this idea, company, business, mission, movement bigger than I ever dreamt of at the very beginning um, and to really, you know, make a uh, a big sort of move forward for women's health, generally speaking. So, you know, we've started to we started really with low desire, which was the biggest 
sexual health concern and we move into lots of different areas of sexual health. And we're planning out support for other areas of women's health as well now. So a lot of exciting things happening, but also in the middle of a raise. So it's just a busy time. Um, but when is it not? You know, that's startup life. That's that's the life I, I create continually for myself. So at some point, I just have to accept that and and keep on keeping on. Lindsay, if people want to donate or really not donate, invest, if people want to yeah. invest in your company, how would they do that? Oh, well, that would be dreamy. Um, people could, um, send me an email at Lindsay. My name is spelled differently. It's Lindsay, L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y at meet Rosie, M-E-E-T-R-O-S-Y. Um, send me an email. We'll get a conversation started for sure. That'd be great. Lindsay, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. Your spirit. I'm so glad that you are the face of the company because I think that this is the reason, one of the reasons why it's exploded. In addition to it was a, it was needed. The community well, needed thank it. thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. You have so much energy and you're out there. It's very passionate. You can tell that. And thank you for all the information you gave to us today. Oh, well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for everything you're doing. I love physicians as entrepreneurs. I think we should do so much to encourage that, cultivate that, probably starting in medical school. And I think there's such an opportunity to rewrite that narrative of what, what does the future of medicine look like for physicians? People always ask me, oh, you used to be a doctor. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I, uh, being a doctor to me is as like integral to my personality as being a mom or, you know, like the, that is just part of my identity. And the, that foundation is the reason why I'm able to do the things I do now. Had that not been, you know, a huge piece of my life, which it still is, by the way, I still practice as a hospitalist, there would never be the insight to do what I'm doing now, nor would there be the credibility, nor would there be sort of the leadership and growth. So I think when we're thinking about ourselves, whatever new path we might be creating, that all we're doing is building and adding. It's never subtraction or taking away. And I think that you're able to share that with our community, encourage that. And I think that's how we change healthcare to be what we know that it needs to be instead of just you know, being another sort of, uh, you know, piece of the puzzle. I think we can start to change, change the way the puzzle looks by encouraging entrepreneurship amongst physicians, obviously, particularly female ones. So thank you for all of that work. And I'm so happy to be part of the community. I would love to support however I possibly can. Thanks, Lindsay. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Female Physician Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you like us, please give us a nice review and tell your family and friends about us. We'll see you on another episode.